And we are set to go, and hockey has arrived in the Sunshine State. The shot, Locked on Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. How's everybody doing? Uh, this is being recorded just after the conclusion of the Islanders-Flyers game with the Flyers staying alive on the verge of elimination um, in o- OT to keep the series alive. Now, I never, you know, I don't unless you're a fan of the Flyers, you never want to find yourself in a situation when you're rooting for a team such as the Philadelphia Flyers but I feel that and I will talk about it with our special guest on today's episode in just a little bit uh, I believe that you know the Flyers and he believes as well as also that Flyers are probably the best matchup for the Lightning going into the Eastern Conference Finals now if you're listening to this episode you know that or you may just be finding out for the first time that the the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, clinched the series last night against the Boston Bruins, finished off the series, um, and they're headed to the Eastern Conference Finals, waiting on the winner to come out of the Flyers-Islanders series. Islanders won in tonight's game 3-1, up 3-1 in the series. Now it's 3-2, so yeah, let's just root for this... Uh, Series to extend to maybe six, seven games. Um, would love to see, you know, the Lightning gets a little bit more time off uh, to, you know, get some, uh, you know, their energy back, heal up whatever injuries they might have. That also allows time for players like, uh, you know, Ryan McDonough, who was banged up for a little bit, came back in the last game, as well as Nikita Kutrov, the big question mark. Really not sure what's wrong with him. Uh, I spoke about it on last night's episode after the game saying that we possibly could be looking at a concussion scenario here. Hopefully not, but we'll see. Uh, fingers crossed. So, yeah, let me just reveal my today's guest, and I'm sure if you are if you read the description, you already know, but uh, today's guest on Locked on Lightning is Greg Wyshynski of ESPN.com. Uh, He's an NHL senior writer. And he also is co-host of the Puck Soup Podcast. Uh, was was great talking to Greg, and you know he's already agreed to come on in a couple of weeks to kind of recap of what's happened since our last discussion. Now, disclaimer: we did speak this morning, so um, maybe some of the things uh, we spoke about might be a little late to the party, if you want to say that. But yeah, uh, was a great great time talking to Greg. Um, and before we get into that conversation, before we play that for you guys, uh, let's just talk about rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto part customers online for the last 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules, brake parts, to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. 
The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for the professionals and the do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? You know, we've talked about this, you know, best place you could go for, you know, low prices and the best service and all the best, the best catalog for all the parts you need for your car. So go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car truck right locked on and they're how did you hear about us box so we know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, now my guest on Locked on Lightning today is Greg Wyshynski, senior NHL writer at ESPN and co-host of the Puck Soup podcast. Greg, how are you doing? Doing great. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, glad you could take time out of your busy schedule. I'm sure you're absolutely swamped with work, with everything that's going on. This, this NHL playoffs has been nothing short of uh, exciting thus far. Uh, especially for the Tampa Bay Lightning playing multiple playoff games, uh, multiple overtimes throughout this whole playoffs, making it possibly difficult for Lightning fans to get any sleep at this point. Uh, <laughs> so as we all know by now, we're recording this on September 1st that the Lightning uh, clinched the series last night against the the Boston Bruins winning that series 4-1. Now, was there anything surprising from this series and just in the way the Lightning won? Did you think it was going to last a little longer than five games? Or do you think just with the momentum the Lightning gained from beating Columbus that this was something that was going to happen? No, I, I thought it was going to last a bit longer than five games if only because – uh, you know, the Lightning traditionally have been known to uh, push things to the limit the longer they go in the playoffs. But uh, also, Boston's defense uh, last round against Carolina really was sort of something special. So um, I thought it was going to be a chess match. In some cases, it was. I thought it was going to go a bit longer than it did. But, you know, I think what, what you're seeing from the Lightning is exactly the design that uh, Julian Brisebois had for this team, which was a team that is so incredibly deep that it can not only withstand significant losses uh, injury-wise during the postseason and even within you know critical games like we saw in Game 5, but also it was going to have those guys that are going to get you those goals, create those chances, make that difference that the Lightning clearly didn't have in their first round loss to Columbus last season. So you see Pat Maroon screening Halak on the game winner. You see what Coleman and Goudreau uh, have done throughout the, uh, the postseason. I mean, little, little tweaks to the lineup that really just kind of gave them depth. And then on top of that, obviously being able to withstand the loss of Orion McDonough for a few games. I mean, it's, it's a really meticulously pieced together team. Um, and uh, that's the fruits of that labor I think we're seeing in this series. Yeah, that death that you brought up was definitely put to the test last night with, obviously, you know, the Lightning have been without Stamkos for this entire playoffs, and then losing Kucherov at the point they did in the game, that was definitely something that was going to be interesting to see and as stressful for a Lightning fan to watch. Um, Now, Interesting kind of move last night by Coach Cooper to sit Coburn in favor of McDonough. Now, what do you think that was? I mean, obviously it worked out because of, you know, they won the game. McDonough played great. But Coburn has been 
a little, he's provided a little bit more on the offensive side of things that we haven't really seen from McDonough. Do you think that that was Cooper just giving it to the guy who's been there all season or, you know, kind of changing things up, uh, just bringing in McDonough's defensive abilities into the game and risking a little bit offensive, uh, you know, deficit on there by sitting Coburn. Do you think that was maybe the smart decision or do you think maybe, you know, that's something, you know, what I, in my opinion, I didn't, I didn't really like the move because Coburn has been playing incredible. Uh, but you know, it was, he's a coach. What do you think about that decision to start McDonough? Well, I think it's a, it's a short term decision in the sense that I'm sure he believes that McDonough is the better player overall um, and all around. But I also think that, you know, your chances of winning a Stanley Cup, I think, are, are increased by having a healthy Ryan McDonough in there versus having Coburn in there. And the luxury of having a 3-1 series lead is that you can kind of do this. You can kind of throw somebody in there that hasn't been playing, you know, try to get his legs under him, try to get him ready for, for what comes next, get him some, some, you know, significant ice time in a pressure situation to get him back up to playoff speed. And that'll benefit the Lightning and, and Ryan McDonough going forward. So from a tactical perspective, I didn't really have too much problem with it, even though it shouldn't be seen as an indictment of Coburn's play. Right, of course. I mean, he's been playing pretty hot, and it, it Coach Cooper has shown that he's not afraid to mix things up, especially when players are hot and you know giving other guys opportunities here and there. Um, let's talk about guys that are hot. Andre Palat has been incredible throughout this whole series five goals seven points total had a goal last night uh you know he really came up big especially when Kucherov uh went down in the game do you do you do you think that Palak could carry this over uh or do you think you know possibly you know the the Islanders flyer series being extended you know they they play tonight we don't know what's going to happen Islanders might win Flyers might might uh live to fight another day do you think Palak could carry this on into the next series uh that remains to be seen man that guy's got a a a history of being a streaky scorer i think he's playing extraordinarily well and i've been impressed in the variety of ways that he's he's put the puck in the net in the last you know week and a half but uh you know if i'm if i'm investing in the andre polat business i i uh accept the inherent risk that it could also then be six games without anything uh, as, as lightning fans have seen through the years, but you know, it's, he's an interesting player. I always thought that in the, in the grand scheme of what John Cooper has tried to build there um, that Palat was always sort of a background glue guy, if you will, Uh, a, a guy that could play both ends of the ice that does a lot of little things for you during the game. Um, you know, I think he's he's had some bouts with injuries through his career, but like when he's in there, um, he's certainly the type of player that can do this, that can that can contribute offensively in stretches, but then also never really be a liability for you. And I think having those guys in the lineup is just invaluable. And and uh, you know, he's one of Coop's troops going back in the day, mm-hmm. and and I think that he's got a ton of confidence to put Palat in in these these types of situations where he thrives. Yeah, the playoffs are especially full of the, you know, the unsung heroes and the lightning have had ton of a ton of them this season with everybody, you know, going down with injury here and there. And, uh, you know, one of those guys, I mean, he's been with the team for a while, uh, but he wasn't really exactly the same player. He was, um, you know, all season due to the double hip surgery and that's Braden point. What has impressed you most about 
uh, Braden Point during this playoffs. So obviously, he had time to kind of uh, do more conditioning that he didn't get a chance to in, in the offseason. But what has really impressed you about him? Yeah, I mean, that's – I mean, look, at this point, we know what Braden Point is. Um, you know, I, I think that if uh, – if anything, you know, people might be surprised by the point production with 18 and 13 games. But I mean, those of us that have watched point play and those of us that have watched him thrive in being put into sort of the positions that maybe you'd, you'd see a Steven Stamkos otherwise know that he's capable of that kind of point production. So, I mean, I don't know if I'd use the word surprise for any of it when it comes to Braden, just because of how good he's been and, and the trajectory of his career. Um but it just, uh, I, again, I think goes to, to show that all of the accolades and all of the things that the Lightning had said about him and, and you know, during the contract thing and, and his maturation as, you know, first a selkie contender and then, you know, being a potential top line center in this league, uh, it, it was all, you know, valid and, and justified based on, on what we've seen in the playoffs. Yeah, he. Um, one of the things that really kind of stuck out to me was the first couple of games. It was the, the exhibition against Florida, and then they went into the round-robin game. And I think one of the things that really stuck out to me was that extra gear he has now. And I think that that caught a lot of these teams by surprise, uh, especially in the first couple of games of that Columbus series. And that kind of really helped his game to really get that edge on these guys who weren't expecting him to – you know, I was I compared his speed at that time to kind of Carl Hagelin slash Dylan Larkin just because of I haven't seen a move like that all season. But, yeah, you're <laughs> right. Uh, he you know, this what the Braden point we have now is a Braden point that we've all expected. Uh, he's played eno- enough games here at this point to know what he is. Um, but now, I mean, he's not he's not Carl Hagelin in the sense that he no, can finish. No, not at all. <laughs> uh, um, but uh yeah, so, yeah, the, the common theme throughout this playoffs and basically all season long has been the Lightning looking for the next guy up to perform, and uh, that's obviously because of the numerous injuries to Stamkos and, you know, other key players. Now they have Kucherov to deal with. Um, to me, I, I spoke about it on my postgame reaction last night. I, I used the C word, concussion, in mm-hmm. – in the possibility of what it could have been did you maybe see anything else while he was coming off the ice or do you think that I'm probably right in my assumption unfortunately I don't know man <laughs> I I mean you know like I'm probably qualified to be a concussion spotter for the NHL based on the <laughs> standards but uh I don't know I don't know what we saw there it was very I mean the the trajectory of his of his evening would sort of point to that you know we've seen guys come back think they're okay and then and then they're not um, but we'll see, we'll, we'll see what happens. I just think that it's, it's pretty clear, uh, you know, based on the available evidence that if you take Stamkos and Kucherov off that power play, that it, it just becomes really rudderless. And, uh, and so, you know, at the very least you, you want him, uh, healthy and back for the next round, uh, because taking that arrow out of their quiver would be a pretty devastating thing, I think for the lightning based on how effective they can be. I mean, I, you're absolutely right. We saw they went on the power play almost immediately after Kucherov left, and they I don't believe they had a single shot the entire power play. It was during I believe the Chara double minor, and it was it was just super frustrating. And it was one of those things where 
the Lightning are already down a couple of guys, and we've seen it throughout this entire playoffs where they've unfortunately, in most times, failed to capitalize on key moments. And, you know, that's kind of the thing that if they don't get Kucherov back, regardless of who they play in the next series, I believe that's going to be something that could potentially be their downfall. Unless Vasilevsky, who's been incredibly hot, I think he... I, he needs to stop every single shot in the next series for them if if they don't have Kucherov. Um, uh, I mean, the other guy that's come up in big moments to, to score has been Victor Hedman, and he had the game-winning goal last night. Uh, Victor has really impressed me with really putting the team on his back. Really, I mean, you've seen him between whistles, before face-offs, on the bench. He's really taken on, uh, you know, that that invisible captain C that we and that leadership role I mean he's always been a leader but I think it's more evident now especially with the lack of personnel what do you what do you think about Victor Hedman thus far throughout the playoffs yeah I think I mean he's been incredible he's always incredible uh as many people have have indicated I think he he I agree with that he's the best defenseman in the league um, the interesting thing about Hedman is that I, I, Braden Point and Andre Vasilevsky are making this a little bit more complicated, but I think that if the Lightning actually do end up winning the Cup, he wins the Conn Smythe uh, if he's got the numbers and the moments. And, you know, clearly last night was a moment, and I think he certainly has a numbers case as well. But when a guy gets into the top three for the Norris as frequently as Hedman has, um, it's an indication that the same people voting for the Conn Smythe are, are also quite fond of you. <laughs> so I've, I've long thought that although the goalie and, and point, um, I think will both have really strong cases at the end of this playoff run if the Lightning are, are fortunate enough to win. Um, I said before the playoffs, like they, they raised the cup. I think Hedman's the, the Conn Smythe winner just based on the available evidence of, of who's voting for that award. Yeah, I completely agree with you. The one thing I always say on my unlocked on lightning when I talk about Victor Hedman is that it seems like his greatness is kind of like just average for him that he has to take it to another level just because it's Victor Hedman doing Victor Hedman things and that's just having an incredible season and then you know I mean you look at his numbers now through the regular from the regular season and it's almost incredible to think that John Carlson is going to be the Norris Trophy winner, possibly. Uh, and it, so, well, I mean, it, it's going to be, I mean, if it's Roman Yossi, you're feeling a little bit better, right? I mean, I mean he, he had a, a tremendous all around season. I look at Roman Yossi as more of a Al McGinnis type situation because if you remember with Al McGinnis back in the day, he won the Norris Trophy because it was, he didn't really have one at that moment in time. And it was more so a, a celebration of his career more so than a, a, a celebration of his season. And I feel like that's what's going to happen if Yossi wins it. I, don't, I mean, and then with Carlson, I, I feel like the whole Norris Trophy voting is broken right now because you're, you're voting, they're voting for the, the, mo- the points leader for defensemen. If they're going to do that, then just, just come out with a Bobby Orr trophy already and do, do that as the offensive <laughs> defenseman and just keep the Norris to defend you know, to the best defensive defenseman. Um, so, you know, that's where I kind of, I kind of lose it on the whole Norris trophy uh, conversation, just because it's, you know, we're, we're voting here on the best defensive defenseman. Um, whereas, you know, they're going for the sexy stats and, you know, that's not really what it's all about, but yeah, Hedman has been incredible. I mean, the un, fortunate thing is that you can't expect him to score every single goal for this team, but he does score the big goals, which is a huge help. Um, 
Now, Vasilevsky, 10-3 with a save percentage of 9-3-1. Uh, absolutely incredible. He made some incredible saves last night. Uh, he, it seems like he gets better and better with each save he makes out there. Now, the one thing he needs to work on is he's a little lackadaisical picking up the loose puck and passing it off. Uh, almost led to a goal last night. Uh, thank God Mikhail Sergachev was there to save him. But what is, what, is, what is the difference between last year's Vazzy and this year's Vazzy? Oh, I mean, I, I think it has a lot more to do with the team in front of him than anything he's doing. I mean, he, he's – I don't think he was in any way the reason they lost that series. I think that the team in front of him became unhinged and, you know, couldn't, couldn't handle what was happening on the other side of the ice. So – I mean, I just think that he's he's good. <laughs> I, mean, I don't really know much more what, what what more to say about that other than the team in front of him, you know, didn't flake and, and is deeper and better than it was last year. Yeah, I mean, he has a ton of help this year. Uh, you know, the addition of Kevin Shattenkirk, Zach Bogosian, who's been playing his butt off the entire playoffs. Um, you know, the list goes on of guys, even Blake Coleman, Barkley Goodrow, Anthony Sorelli, all these guys that have really stepped it up this year. Now the lightning are going to be waiting around for, you know, I don't know whether we're going to find out tonight uh, in a couple of days, but they're playing the winner of Philly and New York. Uh, I think I'm probably part of the bunch that says that I'm super surprised that the Islanders are still in it. Um, it's, I would have, if you would have told me, you know, when this whole thing started that the Islanders would have been, one game away from the Eastern Conference Finals, I think I would have said you were crazy and you should never talk to me about hockey again. Um, <laughs> having said that, what what is the best matchup out of this? Obviously, you know, it kind of looks like the Islanders are going to be facing against the Lightning, but, I mean, there's always that chance. We've seen it before of teams coming back and winning series. Uh, which team do you think the Lightning match up with better? Oh, I think they match up with the Flyers better, um, if only because you get a little bit nervous about playing a locked-in defensive system team like the Islanders, which isn't to say that the Islanders can't score. I mean, I think one of the the great awakenings as to how the the, the Islanders play is that they can also put some goals on the board and play some exciting hockey now and again. Um, That said, they also really know how to lock it down. Um, and play a very stingy style. And we've already seen with the Washington Capitals, you know, this year how quickly op- an offensively oriented team can get frustrated by the Islanders. Not to say that Tampa's the Capitals. I think Tampa's got multitudes of different ways they can beat you, which is why they're such a fascinating cup contender. Um, but of the two, I think you'd, you'd much rather face um, a Flyers team that, you know, is, is a little bit more looser defensively and also um, – you know, has has had trouble with their top guys being their top guys in the playoffs. If they somehow eke out a win in this series, you know, I I, I think it would be uh, to Tampa's benefit rather than playing a very stingy Islanders team. Yeah, I would have to agree. I think the Islanders are that team that that the team that's left that really scares me just because their their scoring is purely based off of momentum. And the light, and they they score in bunches. I mean, we saw it through the the Blue Jackets series. I think that in some ways Columbus and and New York are sort of the same team in that regard. But uh, yeah, I would have to agree with you. I think Philly's our best bet. But I mean, right now as it stands, hopefully, you know, I I 
I, this is my nightmare. I, I never want to be in a situation where I have to root for the Flyers, but uh, <laughs> um, but yeah. But looking towards the Western Conference, real, real quick, because if obviously if the Lightning win the next series, they'll be playing in the the Stanley Cup Finals. Now, which team out of the West are you currently rooting for right now? I know you're a Devils fan, so you know you're not really. You know, you just want this whole thing to fall apart and not want anyone to win. Uh, the Devils, unfortunately. <laughs> not uh making the playoffs of course but um what team out of the west has really impressed you and you know what's the matchup that you ultimately want to see in the finals um well i mean the matchup that i predicted before the playoffs was tampa and vegas and i have no reason to think that that's not going to be the uh the case um dallas and colorado has been a very fun series uh the goaltending situation for both teams makes game six a bit of a toss-up but you know vegas has been just assassin-like in its efficiency uh two goalies that can win um laser focused and and also you know we have to also take into account the bubble thing and um which teams have handled it well and which teams haven't and i think that the way that vegas has approached this thing um from an off the ice standpoint of being in a good place mentally, having their veteran leaders be the guys organizing poker games and movie nights and stuff like that has really um, benefited them in some ways. I think it's really kind of allowed them to have a bit more clarity of purpose than other teams have had. Um, and they're just real good too. So I, I picked them to come out of the West at the beginning of the playoffs. I think I'll stick with that pick. And, um, I, you know, Lightning Vegas, I think, is probably the most intriguing cup final on the table. Yeah, I mean, that Vegas has played absolutely incredible. Um, the only thing that scares me about them is uh, that Robin Leonard, Marc-Andre Fleury, uh, two-headed monster in that because, you know, if it doesn't end up working out with one, you have another pretty decent goaltender to slide right in uh, into that situation. Um, yeah, so uh, – and then – I think Dallas is – they remind me a lot about the Islanders as well, just the way they play. Uh, I was watching a couple of games throughout this whole series, and it's it, it's really impressive how Dallas has really come out and just looked down, you know, one of the best teams in in the Western Conference in Colorado and saying, we're not we're not afraid. And I saw I saw the the Stars play back in – I want to say it was maybe February when they were playing the Devils. And I remember saying to myself, this Dallas Stars team is boring to watch, but man, they they they're effective. Uh, they're one of those teams that they just play straight up defense and they just wear you out and squeeze squeeze your throat as you know hard as possible. And then when you're trying to gas for air, that's when they strike, and that's something that could potentially be dangerous. Uh, you know, later on if they possibly make it past the Avalanche. Um, so, what are your top three to kind of round up the playoffs? Top three Consmith Trophy. Uh, finalists right now. I know you said um, Hedman or Point was up there, but who are the other maybe two? Uh, Hedman, Mark Stone would be another. And then, um, oh boy, uh, I guess you'd have to probably give it to Varlamov uh, as oh, sort of man. the Islanders proxy. Uh, but I would say those three would be the ones that I'm looking at right now. Yeah, Varlamov, that's, that's another guy who's been hot. I mean, Either way, I look at I look at goaltenders when I look to uh, what team I would want the Lightning to play, and the choice between Hart or Varlamov is not. I, I would rather not play either if if it was a possibility. But so yeah, just to round things out of the show, um, 
let's talk about the little conspiracy theory you guys were throwing around with uh, the Rangers getting the first overall pick. Now, I don't know about you, but when that the guy who was handling all the lottery balls dropped the Rangers ball in and then picked it up, uh, and then the Rangers subsequently got the first overall pick, I was, I was shouting conspiracy, conspiracy, and what, what, is your, what was your uh, maybe first initial reaction when that all went down? <laughs> that it would make people shout shout conspiracy conspiracy uh no i mean it's it, listen the like i've said before the the fact that Connor mcdavid is in edmonton is a good indication that they don't know how to fix a lottery um but you know it's it's kind of funny how it all worked out it gave us good material on the podcast as far as like did he drop the ball because he got frostbite from it being having been frozen beforehand and <laughs> you know, what was, what was injected into it and the whole thing. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it, it was a fun dalliance and, and, and it's going to be something that I think probably will stick with Lafreniere in the same way that it stuck with Crosby and it stuck with Patrick Ewing through the years, as far as like, did they fix the lottery for team X? And, uh, you know, I, I think there'll be people out there that believe that they did uh, based on how it all worked out and based on what teams did not get him. Um, but again, like conspiracies are, are always, uh, well, they used to be a lot more fun to talk about, uh, before, you know, people started believing that, uh, you know, there's child trafficking rings and, uh, pizza basements and, uh, you know, Bill Gates wants to microchip everybody, but, um, conspiracies can still be fun, uh, when they're sports oriented and, uh, and uh, but but to pull them off, whether it's in real life or in uh, sports life, uh, it is requiring a uh, level of competence and uh, confidentiality that simply uh, defies uh, logic as as to how it could exist. So well, my... as much as I, as I want to think that the Rangers, the fix was in for the Rangers. I mean, I, I just don't think that the NHL is capable of that kind of uh, of an op- operation. Absolutely. I mean, the. I, I think the one conspiracy that I've been carrying with me is that when the Lightning are playing a game, the refs completely forget that they could also call penalties in favor of the Lightning. Um, <laughs> but yeah, thanks for doing this. Really appreciate it. Uh, like I said, at the top of the show, I know you're super busy and hopefully uh, maybe we can have you on the show in a couple of weeks for a follow-up. And by then the Lightning will be playing in the Stanley Cup finals. Hopefully we're not sitting at home playing golf and watching another team from the Eastern conference, get a shot at the cup. So (laughs) so thanks Greg for doing this. Really appreciate it. Once again, you got, you got it, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All right. Cool. Hey, thanks. Sorry. I have a a editorial meeting now. I got to hop to. So thanks for the time. I appreciate it. Let's do it again in a few weeks. Okay. Absolutely. Have a good one. So once again, I want to get thank Greg Wyshynski of ESPN.com. That was a great conversation and I can't wait to, uh, have a follow-up conversation with him about everything that's gone on since our, uh, today's talk, today's discussion, whatever you want to call it. And in the meantime, all we could do is sit and wait for this Islanders Flyer series to wrap up. Like I said, uh, and we spoke about in the conversation, Greg said it looks like the best matchup for the Tampa Bay Lightning will be the Philadelphia Flyers. So unfortunately, got to root for Philly right now. Uh, but this, they played very well in this game. Um, coming back uh, and winning the game in OT. And, you know, it's the kind of thing that turns the series around and has your team gain all the momentum. So that's been it for today's episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Tanker. I'll talk to you in the next one.